Hi, I'm Jay Fallon, and you are listening to The Slippery Slope. And today I'm going to talk about whether Ukraine's president, Vladimir Zelensky, what is he actually all about? Does anyone actually know? So at the end of February, I released a podcast and it was regarding uh, the president, Vladimir Zelensky, uh, and a bit about his leadership style and how he was standing up for his country. It was very easy to applaud his style of leadership and the way he was standing up for his country, the way he was not backing down. And I started to hear some some rumors or some talk, which I'd, I'd looked at and thought, well, I don't, I don't want to start jumping to conclusions at all. However, there's obviously always been some talk of of corruption and Ukraine's always been under a cloud of corruption, I believe. Obviously, we have the issues with uh, Hunter Biden, the laptop and uh, and even Joe Biden and all those kinds of things uh, all intertwined, uh, entangled with Ukraine. Um, And however, I I was hoping, well, maybe that was just all from the previous government and Zelensky, you know, he's still in there trying to sort out everything. However, it just seems that the more you dig into things, the more stranger it gets with President Zelensky. Anyway, a week ago, uh, he addressed the Australian Parliament. And um, I thought, okay, so he makes this very rousing speech to the Australian Parliament. And I thought, oh, that's a little strange. You know, he's out there addressing our Parliament. And and the next day, everyone was talking about it. All our media was discussing it. And there's such, such a hype about him. And he seems to come across as such a such a nice guy. The media seems to have an absolute reverence for him. And mate, he is good to listen to. He's good to you look at him, you think, yeah, okay, that's a good leader. And as I've spoken before, like I said in the previous podcast, I looked at him and thought, that's a good wartime leader. That's a leader who you can get behind. And then just the other day, he's also on the Grammys. <laughs> he gives a speech at the Grammys. And you know, all the musicians there, and he's, he's He's on there talking to the musicians, telling them, you know, don't forget about us. Don't forget about this this fight in Ukraine and what we're standing for and who we're fighting against. And, and I started thinking, wow, isn't this isn't this strange that this this leader from Europe is now up and the whole world is just mar- marveling at his leadership, and he is able to get a stage all over the world. Obviously not in person, just via, um, you know, via video links and whatever. But he, you know, the whole world just seems enamored by this president. It just, to me, I start thinking, wow, this is, seems very unusual. And the more I look into President Zelensky, I'm not going to say that he's corrupt or anything like that, or he's even a bad dude, or, or he is definitely a good dude. I mean, he is a leader who is in a wartime situation. And I, I always think that leaders in from wartime situations they have to really dig deep into their leadership they have to dig deep dig deep into their own personal courage and really stand up and they they will become they are different leaders from the leaders we have in in peace times i think of leaders like churchill would he have been regarded as such a a great leader if he if he wasn't a wartime leader i think people history would have looked very differently at him and yet now we think of uh, we think of the former uh, UK Prime Minister as a, one of the great leaders in our history so what of President Volodymyr Zelensky so there, there are a couple of things I really want to talk about when within his own country and I'm going to talk about something that uh, something that Martin Isles brought up 
One thing that is worthy of discussion is some of the anti-corruption laws and the anti-corruption um, legislation. Zelensky's party were basing their run for leadership on, and one of them is the, uh, the anti-oligarch law. Now, Zelensky has said that there can be no other option but to dismantle the oligarch system. And without this, it is simply impossible to overcome poverty in Ukraine and fully join the Europeans. Uh, he's also said, and this is a quote for him, is that I do not want us to have oligarchs. That's why I know that during my term, we will get rid of all the oligarchs. I gave such a word and I'm going to do it. So the law passed in November 2021, and uh, this is what it does. It's an anti-oligarch law. It's one, creates a register of oligarchs, and two, requires public officials to disclose their contact with oligarchs, and three, excludes oligarchs from political funding, so they're not allowed to fund political parties, political advertising and so on and it excludes oligarchs from media ownership and it excludes oligarchs from participating in state asset privatization but martin isles who you probably know is actually a, a lawyer uh, he says that the law is very very vague and when he's looked at it at first uh, it really made him wonder he, he says that uh, it, it comes across like a, his words are, a toothless tiger. And it's open, it seems to be open to abuse. If, you were, if this was a piece of legislation in Australia, you'd be very disappointed and you'd be up in arms trying to fight this legislation. Um, and it seems that even he is not alone. So there's a Ukrainian MP, uh, Kira Rudik, has written this, uh, that these measures required in order to genuinely limit power in Ukraine's oligarch clans are well known. These include the creation of an independent judiciary, strengthening of antitrust laws, and there is nothing to indicate that the present Ukrainian authorities plan to implement any of these steps. So instead, they appear to have chosen populist anti-oligarch posturing as a tool to tackle political opponents while at the same time maintaining or even strengthening relations with favoured oligarch clans. So the office of the president has created deliberately vague anti-oligarch legislation that does not contain any objective steps to limit oligarch influence. So instead it enables the National Security and Defence Council, which is personally appointed by the president. So it's allowed these people to determine who is, <laughs> this is, this, this is dodgy. So it allows them to determine who is an oligarch and who should face restrictions on media ownership or participating in the political life of the country. <laughs> so as Martin Isles says, that is absolutely rife for abuse. So, you know, the, the president appoints the body, but then it's the body that gets to choose who's the oligarch. So another person, David Clark, who's a former UK Foreign Office advisor, he has said that recent developments illustrate why many remain skeptical about talk of an anti-oligarch crusade. So as soon as the anti-oligarch bill was signed into law by Zelensky, 
in early November, former Ukrainian president Petro Poroshenko immediately sold his media assets. And nevertheless, a number of in- a number of MPs from Zelensky's own Servant of the People Party argued that this would not prevent Poroshenko from being identified as an oligarch due to uncertainties with the application of the new of the new law. And the next area I want to discuss regarding the Ukrainian president is his ties to Klaus Schwab, Justin Trudeau, and other global elites. So I'm going to read from an article from LifeSite. Now, if you remember, I did do an article, I did do an episode on Klaus Schwab and the young global leaders. I believe it was in last November of 2021. So I'd encourage you, if you haven't heard it, go back and have a listen to it. However, it seems that he has got some ties to the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, which is a little troubling. And even more troubling is he's got ties to George Soros. (laughs) And, you know, the most troubling aspect about having ties to George Soros is if I'm looking at world events and I am in agreement with George Soros, well, then I... I personally, I'm going to be looking, thinking, maybe I need to be on the opposite side of George Soros because it seems that absolutely everything that George Soros does is pushing for a global government and pushing for his own personal ideals. There is nothing holy about anything George Soros does, but I'll read some of this article to you, okay? So it says that Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has stated that Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was one of the reasons he got into politics. Ew, yuck. Trudeau. Okay, so after leaving his career as a comedian and entertainer and becoming Ukraine's president in April 2019, Zelensky hailed Trudeau as one of those leaders who inspired him to join politics. Okay, stop right there. If you're looking at Trudeau and you're being inspired by him, that just raises red flags right there. I'm assuming you'd agree with that. That's that is scary. Continuing on, it says that while Zelensky has shot to stardom from relative obscurity from the perspective of the West since the Russian-Ukrainian conflict became international news, his admiration for Trudeau comes as less of a surprise when looking into his background. So like Trudeau, Zelensky is an acolyte of Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum, the globalist organizations behind the now infamous Great Reset, you know, which is the one where it tells you that you're going to own own nothing, but you'll be happy by the year 2030. Yeah, that's not good. Um, it goes on to say the ubiquitous support for Zelensky by the elite, including support from Defund the Police and Black Lives Matter leftist megadonor George Soros. Hello, red flag. Trudeau and American President Joe Biden and all sides of mainstream media has led many to question the true motivation behind the West's condemnation of Russia and the concern that a push for yet another foreign war involving the West is underfoot. So I've got this example here. It says that Ukrainian journalist Daria Kaleniuk made an emotional demand to British Prime Minister Boris Johnson asking him to instruct NATO to enter the war in Ukraine. So after the event was praised in Western media, reports surfaced showing that Kaleniuk is not just a journalist, but he is a member 
of the World Economic Forum and runs initiatives backed by Soros, as in George Soros, throughout Eastern Europe. So while many are skeptical of Russian President Vladimir Putin and his former ties to the KGB, scrutiny of the other side of the conflict seems absent in mainstream outlets, which has worried many considering the radical nature of the World Economic Forum and their Great Reset goals. So the Great Reset is a, it's, it's a radical socialist plan designed by global elites to reset the world economy and install a centralized and heavily regulated totalitarian international system similar to that of China's social credit system. Look, what I'm trying to say with all of this, I cannot pinpoint whether President Zelensky is actually good or he's actually bad. And I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, well, you know, he's a wartime leader and he's really digging deep within himself and and getting that personal courage and that personal leadership that you need to be able to raise. And he's rising up in that leadership and, and leading his country. However, all the other things that are going on in the background and the way he is able to get all this global recognition, there, there are wars going on all over the place. There's been wars happening in in uh, in Africa, and we don't have their presidents or their leaders addressing our parliament. They don't get out and address the Grammys. This fella has addressed all these major Western nations, their parliaments, and he gets a he gets a standing ovation every time. And I think, yeah, he's he's a good leader. He stood up for his country. He's he's stood there while the bombs are going off and he stayed in his nation and fought. But part of me also sits there and I'm a little suspicious of him. He has, he's, he is a lawyer, but he's also studied entertainment and he's also an actor and a comedian. And some of the things that happen, just, they seem way too staged. And I'm not saying that he's, you know, behind the war, he's instigated the war or anything like that. But you never let a good crisis go to waste and his and his acting skills mate they are not going to waste right now he's got a war going on all around him he's been able to stabilize his leadership and cement himself as one of the true global leaders right now and people everywhere are looking to him for leadership he's a good role model for leadership seems very suspicious to me the way the whole world looks to him. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you'll know what I think of global leadership and of world events and how I believe as a Christian, everything is coming in, is is being tied together for what the Bible describes will soon be the tribulation point. Now, I'm not saying that Zelensky is, like I said, good or bad, and I am sure as heck not saying that he is some kind of antichrist or anything like that. I just think it's very unusual that the world takes such note and accepts this leader so readily. Am I just being a conspiracy theorist? Am I worrying about something that, you know, nothing? Tell me. Hey, Jay Fallon, you got nothing to worry about. This fellow's just a good leader. That's it. Am I just being cynical for no reason? I don't know. Like I said, I can't tell you whether he is good or bad, and I'm not about to say anything else to the contrary. 
I just think he's someone to watch and it's very unusual that the whole world just seems to fall at his feet, praise him no matter what he does. It might just be my cynical nature, I don't know. (laughs) That is my opinion, but something strange is going on. Hey, please let me know what you think. Um, If you find me on Instagram, uh, send us a message. We've got Slippery Slope Podcast on Instagram, obviously, with Jay Fallon. Uh, Also on Facebook. I am on TikTok. I'm currently banned on TikTok because they didn't like some of the content I was putting out. Facebook doesn't let me advertise because they keep sending me messages saying, hey, come and advertise on Facebook. And then when I try it, they go, no, no, we can't do that. Um, So... But hey, I am out there. So just send us a message on any of those platforms if you can. We are also on Twitter. Uh, We're also on Getter. I think that's how you pronounce it. Getter as well. So if you find us on there, uh, on Getter, it's just going to be Jay Fallon Music, actually. uh, Because I couldn't open a slippery slope uh, page for that one yet. But if you do find us, send us a message uh, or leave us a a voicemail on uh, on the Anchor app or something like that. Anyway, let me know what you think about Zelensky. Should we be, should we be concerned, or is he all good? My my opinion is there's something to watch. Interesting times, biblical times. Thank you for listening to the Slippery Slope. <laughs>